Welcome to Talk Design. I'm Adrian Ramsey, and with the Architects Marketing Institute, I'm going to bring you 12 special editions. These 12 editions are the architects who are presenting their homes on the Austin AIA Homes Tour. They're all very inspiring, and there's some secret special tips that you'll get towards the end of each podcast. I hope you're as inspired as I am. My guest on Talk Design today is the fabulous Ingrid Spencer from the AIA, so that's American Institute of Architects, Austin chapter. She's the director there. Ingrid and I have known each other for about three or four years, um, because I love to go to Austin, Texas. And in going to Austin, Texas, I'm always seeing her because I also take part in the Homes Tour. And what we're going to do is talk about what happens with the Homes Tour and what some advantages that around the globe, our audience around the globe can take and experience some of the amazing architecture in Austin. I'll let Ingrid introduce herself. Ingrid, thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Adrian, for having me. I'm I'm very excited to be here. I can't believe you would wake up at five thirty in the morning to talk to me. It's, it's worth it. Trust me. <laughs> I'm honored. Um, yeah, the homes tour in Austin has been happening for thirty three years. So that's why it's so polished now because it, oh, yeah. and it is. Out of all the tours I go on, it is the most polished tour, and just. Yeah, maybe it's Austin as well. It it feels so inclusive and so friendly and so, um, yeah, available. There's so many factors that make this tour so special for the AI Austin Homes tour to be as big and prolific, and you know, the getting the attendance that we get, it's become a destination. As you know, you come to... Yeah, exactly. I also meet there, though. I meet people from all around America. You know, like I'll meet people who have come from California to see it. I'll meet people who are, you know, from around Texas to see it. Um, Certainly, there's a lot of people from Austin there, but I've met people there from Oklahoma. You know, like, and they, they, I go, did you come just for this? Which they think is the funniest question in the world when they say to me, did you? And I go, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I came from Australia for this so you came from Oklahoma for this yeah I did yeah. so it's, it's interesting really, it really can be a destination weekend like what could be better you fly to Austin stay yeah. at a design hotel oh yeah amazing food and see 10 11 12 of the most beautifully designed houses in town like and if you stay longer, you know, you're in the heart of barbecue country and you're in the heart of music land, like, like it says. People say to me often, you know, like I'll say, well, apart from great architecture in Austin and great people, the other thing that's really amazing is the music. And they're like, the music? And I go, well, actually, Austin's the, the southern capital of music for America and and people look at me I go Nashville is the world's capital Mm -hmm. of country music but Austin is the southern capital of music and it blends the massive blend of country music that happens from Austin but also rock music that happens from Austin and you know back to the armadillo type stuff it's where that transition and that blend and that 
um, stuff first ever happened in the world. And so it has the most incredible music scene. I know, um, to like pretend to complain and say, can I just go get some gas for my car without having to hear a live band? But it's almost <laughs> like that, you know, you drive up. Exactly. The busker on the street, the busker on the street is a world-class musician because otherwise he can't get a busking license. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But um, for design, I've, yeah, I think it's one of the design capitals of the year, person of the world, personally. Yeah. I think it's at least uh, at, mutual. If you look at modernist architecture, mm-hmm. um, it certainly is pro- so progressive, and there's enough wealth in Austin to actually execute at a really beautiful level. And there's some phenomenal builders. I mean, um, really are. Take, so many. Yeah, Matt Risinger, I mean, is, is, is one of a group, but um, Matt stands very tall in that group. Okay. And he is a, yeah, a phenomenal builder um, with a phenomenal reputation for how he does stuff and how he teaches people to do things. Do. And so you kind of go, you know, Eric's again, Eric Reiser is again, you know, that they're this incredible level of talented craftsmanship, yeah. which is still commercialized and still makes it happen and they get out the product for people and they really honor the design um, that, yeah. that's that been given to them. The details really matter. So craftsmanship here is so important. I mean, you know, it's a terrible, well, I think it's a terrible climate here in Austin. It's a hundred. You're from California. What are you saying? I know, I know it's not fair, but the summers are very hot yeah. Um, so the architects here really take that all in, into consideration and design. It's not all about the bells and whistles, you know, it's not all about solar panels, all that stuff. It's about like consciously placing a house on a site, being aware Absolutely. of the and They yeah. really do that. So, yeah, I'm- I think like I've interviewed a couple of the guys from Austin um, in previous uh, podcasts. Both of them are released now. One's Hugh um, Jefferson Randolph and the other is Kevin Alter from Alter Studio. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we both, well, both of them discuss that like as part of what happens. And uh, we've got some others that aren't released yet um, from around the Austin area as well, which, uh, again, it, it's this thing. It's this... Um, this uh, that's what architects do good architects especially residential architects you know like a a city architect or a um you know somebody who's doing a building in the in the middle of town they don't get to orient the position of it on a piece of land you know walk around and choose where the right spot is they get the they get the lot but then they build something that is conscious to the environment that's got to stack as much space into it as possible and their height limits and stuff that's right and be in context with the other houses absolutely yeah yeah he's like you know nature is so important here so trees and Everything. I know. I remember that house Kevin Alter did with the tree. Oh, I can't remember where, where it was, but oh, the tree yeah. going through the big hole in the front. Yeah. And um, I'm like, it's an amazing looking thing. So um, cool. What? Why do you do it though? What? What? Is it worth it? And he said, it's worth it. You can't build the house here if you don't. It's a, 
It's a protected tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a choice. And, and that's uh, what drives these architects, you know, it's the, the boundaries that drive them, the challenges. Yeah. yeah. So they'd rather be con- coming up with solutions um, that have some difficulty to them. Absolutely. Being constrained means that you um, have to find your way through the constraint Mm -hmm. to get what you want. And that's where all innovation happens. I mean, let's go back to that thing with the homes tour. Like, so here's this most incredible homes tour. And sort of from my perspective, one of the things that is so fabulous about the homes tour, so a couple of highlights is, if you're from Australia and you're in the audience listening to this, seven climate zones are the same as Austin, Texas in Australia. Um, with that, Austin, whilst it's landlocked, has waterfront property, uh, has lakefront as opposed to seafront. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has beautiful lakes, like incredible lakes and all out Travis County and stuff. It also has hill country. So it has these soft rolling hills, um, which is, again, not all of Texas has got that. Trust me, go to West Texas. There's not much of it. Um, there is no hills out there. Um, it's got these, it, it's got vistas and it's got views. And then Austin is a small town, some million or so people. It's got hilly, raviney kind of um, shapes to it. It's got really, Greenville. yeah, the land really moves. Yeah. And oh, with that, yeah, with that, you get all all of the different sort of conditions as opposed to mountain homes or whatever, but all the conditions that most places could throw up. Yeah. And you get them in a small town that has enough wealth that things are executed beautifully mm-hmm. and people are very conscious of executing beautifully. Yeah. has quite a massive community spirit because of the music industry. Mm-hmm. So it drags people in and out of the – out of their homes and into places and you can see 12 to 14 homes in two days because it's drivable if you tried to do this in LA you'd get a suburb right if you tried to do it in San Francisco you'd have too much traffic that's right um if you tried to do it like as a as a town it gives you so much yeah so quickly in such a small space and of such high quality I love how you understand Austin so well, Adrian, but you like put it right there. That's exactly right. That That's why if, you know, when this is all over, that's why people should get on a plane and go there. Absolutely. And, and they should go at the homes tour time and take them the homes tour. Another thing, here's another great thing about Austin. Um, if you're a music fan, the Austin City Limits, which is the world's longest running TV show on music, Austin City Limits has their festival over two different weekends um, in October. And so you can choose a weekend and go for a three-day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday music festival, which is beyond world-class, incredible. Um, And then they also have the Formula One, if you're a motor racing fan, have the Formula One. So I can often go to Austin and over a three-week period, I can start by going to the... um, to the ACL festival and hang out at the festival. Then I can go away for the week, go somewhere else in Texas or go to another state. And then I can be back for the homes tour or the formula one. They tend to be a weekend apart. That's and um, then I can be, go 
away again if I want or stay in town, do whatever. And then I can go from there to the Formula One. And in those three week, three weekends, I've covered all these amazing things. Um, And been usually, I've only ever been there when it's been cold and like February is cold, but like in October, usually anywhere between sort of like about high 20s to mid 30s. Sometimes a little hotter, but it's a beautiful time of the year as well. It's beautiful. So, That's right. That's why we do it at that time of year. So getting on a plane, a plane and getting there is really doable. Yeah. Um, but tell me, obviously, with lockdown and um, COVID and all the rest, not that we want to timestamp it, these things have all changed. And um, I mean, the Formula can... One, I think, will still be run, but I don't know that there'll be attendance. Yeah, I don't um, know about that. ACL I think South by South. Yeah was cancelled but not and so but not the homes tour (laughs) tell me how you've done this what's happening okay so you know we really had to decide if we were going to have it in person if we were going to do some sort of oh my gosh we talked about like a habit trail for hamsters you know hermetically sealed you go through the house wearing a hazmat (laughs) hazmat suit and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the spirit of the home store. Yeah. So we decided if we could create an online experience that could match some of the things that you get when you go on a yeah. home store, then we could pull it off. And so the most important thing was to create, to, was to choose houses that showed you a range of Austin. You know, nobody could come here for South by. Let's let them come here for the homes tour. Oh, wow. Houses that show you everything, you know. So we've got small ADUs, you know, accessory dwelling mm-hmm. unit. We've got a hill country kind of campsite kind of thing. It's Is that leaky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know the pictures now you say that. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Tim Cutbit, just amazing. Right. Some beautiful yeah. urban um, infill houses that are super modern, like the one, the Baldridge house or the yeah. barn house. They're super modern, but thoughtful, different sizes, different budgets. We've got Hugh Jefferson Randolph's own home, which, you know, it's got a pig named Flintstone that lives there. That's, it's basically a farm with goats and um, and it's a renovation, so we've got ground up renovations, additions, just to make it a really full experience. And then we said, okay, what is great about the home store? One of the great things about the home store that we can't replicate is people gathered together. Mm-hmm. But it, it was very important to us that we had an element of live, something live, so that people can ask questions of the architects and interact with them that way. So this this is what we're doing. Bear with me. I'm loving it. So we are creating videos and it's actually an Australian architect um, video that we saw. John Wardle has a video on YouTube um, of this beautiful little house. And we just kind of fell in love, very romantic video. I don't even know who the videographers are, but they did a beautiful job. We're kind of emulating that 
we're having music written for each house. So there will be these little videos. I know. Beautiful. And then we're doing the um, Matterport 360-degree walkthroughs. You can walk through the house and see all sides of it at your leisure. And so, so to do that, do you put on some VR goggles and just do? No, tell me how. No, if you go to Matterport.com, you can see yeah. examples of, and you know they do some of this in, um, yeah, real estate sites. Yep. this kind of thing. Yep. Ours is going to be uh, really special because we're putting some tag. You can tag certain products or places in the house. So we awesome. might have some secret Easter eggs in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an Easter egg hunt. I love that. I know. And so we've got the videos, the, the live portion with the architects that will be scheduled on that Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And you think I'm up early to talk to you. Wait until I start talking to them. <laughs> oh, I know. So, oh, that's right. So, um, and then we're having a couple parties where you can gather on Zoom and that it's not ah. to simulate the in-person networking that happens on a homes tour, but you So with those with that. those parties, how do you glue those parties together? What what happens? Yeah. Tell me about that. Cuz this is something that with the COVID lockdown, something my wife did, she um a lot of our family or her family in particular is in um Australia and then a lot in New Zealand and she's a Kiwi as well mm -hmm. and so we used to do a thing for and it was on a Sunday afternoon um, I think it was at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and so in New Zealand that was six o'clock and we would all meet on the Zoom call so she had an open Zoom call and everybody would start dropping in and everybody would bring, you know, a glass of whiskey or whatever. And we'd just sit and just talk, you know, BS together um, around the family. That's and it was really cool. Really cool. Well, I, we're going to try that. If there's a thousand people in there, it might get a little noisy, but we'll see how it works. <laughs> well, you can do breakout rooms as well, of course. You can. I don't know with Matterport. With, uh, well, that's not on Matterport. That, how will you run those? Tell me about that. Tell me what happens for the party because so, I'll be at some of them. So we chose um, Socio is our platform, and it's basically it's a, like a conference platform. So mm -hmm. you can download it. It's an app. And we used it for our um, design excellence conference. So we know that it works. And it, it allows you to arrange everything so that people can just click on something and it'll open a Zoom window and you can go in and then you can come back to the main room where all the different choices are for the different houses. Right. Yeah. So it kind of just lays everything out for you so you can schedule it and see where to go to drop into these different areas if you want to so yeah, awesome. the video, talk to the architect, all these different things. Fantastic. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's going to be um, something really special, um, not only because of the fact that people will be able to interact like that, mm -hmm. but the fact that you'll be able to record it and that you'll be able to, people will be able to you know, tap into their own whatever happened 
whatever their conversations were again, <laughs> how things developed and evolved, you know, like I think that's, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So um, tickets are available on Eventbrite. It's yep. the AIA. Awesome we'll post all that, but yes, go. Tour with an S. And um, the tour, so on Friday the 16th of October, you will be able to enter into these videos, see the videos, see images, do the 360 walkthroughs, and that's Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, the sessions with the architects will be scheduled throughout the days, cool. live sessions, but all that other stuff will be available also. Of course, yeah. And then on Monday, again, the other things will be available. And then on Tuesday, it's gone. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, that's it. One of the things that we thought was important was that this is an event. You know, it takes place yeah. in a time period and you buy a ticket for this event and then it's gone. So I'm not sure what we'll do with the material afterwards. It might come out down the road. I imagine that it would be great to bring some of it out down the road yeah. and, um, you know, sort of filter it out over the year um, and just, right. you know, use parts of highlights of it yeah. because that also will re-engage an audience that, you know, obviously saw it, but yeah, you can't capture it. So they can't okay. capture it. You know, I mean, I, I haven't got, I'm not in my normal office, but in my studio, of course, I have every Holmes tour book and, um, with that, you know, I'll flick through and I'll go, oh yeah, cool. There was this, 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 you know, like it, it's, yeah, it's just like picking up a, a decent book. I have every, um, Austin Holmes magazine with it all in it as well. Wonderful. Um, yeah. And, and, it, but they're like reference for me and they take you back to where you were. Yeah. And so there's a lot with that, that, um, yeah. being able to hold on to a part of it's really cool. Really, really cool. And, you know, one thing all this kind of forced us to do is to create this virtual, I mean, the whole tour is virtual this year, mm. but it's it's great that now we're learning how to do this because why shouldn't we do it in some form in the future tours? Maybe we can, you know, maybe there could be a couple yeah. of houses that aren't in Austin or that are by this architect in a different city or who knows, maybe just too far to drive to like that leaky house, you know, in a, re in a regular year. Sure. Like I know um, I've never missed a house on the tour, but to do when you have 13 or something like that, lot. it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And with it, um, I would say to anybody who's going, who's really passionate to do this, if, if certainly being able to do it live like you're saying makes that there's no drive time right. so you can spend more time in the place and there's also no queuing there's no okay. taking your shoes off there's no putting your shoes back on so your time will get condensed so you can spend more time in the house looking at things yeah. um or outside of the house in the grounds looking at things so that that part of it i think is really brilliant oh. i would love to be able to um it's so my experience of going to the homes tour is to do it because I love being physically there. Right. Um, and then separate from that, I would love to be able to review it. Mm -hmm. 
do you know, I'd love to be able to go back and see things that I know I saw, um, but what were they? How, how was that? And I have a great memory for mapping. Like I imagine a lot of architects and designers do. They have a great memory for mapping. Like if I came to your house, I could walk through it and I would remember the map of it before I'd remember all the details. Well, maybe then we can offer ticket holders, they can go back and see those, those, the, the videos and the. Maybe, yeah. Pictures. That seems fair. It, because I can see that, that, um, what, what you want is to create the event so it creates the, the moment, which is so cool. And it, then from the moment, then being able to, um, like I won't be getting a homes to a book. I won't be getting a Austin Homes magazine. Um, but I if won't you buy be... a VIP ticket, you will. We're going to mail them to you. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, definitely. Then I will be getting them. Right. But um, Adrian, everyone who buys a ticket will get a PDF of the booklet. So we will awesome. be sending that. But if you want an actual physical book, let's get the VIP. You know I'm going to be a VIP. There's no oh. problem there. <laughs> but one of, one of the things that... Um, the other thing that might be an interesting thing to consider is, is we'll put this podcast out um, before the homes tour mm -hmm. and we want to be involved in, uh, or I want to be involved in um, how we promote it through Australia and beyond. Like this podcast has a reach of, you know, close to 50,000 people. So mm -hmm. around the world who are based in architecture. So with that, one of the things that would be really cool is that if they have, say, for instance, take me, it's like we got on this call, it was 5.30 a.m. for me and it was 2.30 p.m. for Ingrid. And she's Friday, I'm Saturday morning. And with that, though, it would mean for me to do, say, Friday, and if it was going, oh, Friday's easy, Saturday and Sunday, it would really mean that I would get, I would go from, say, midnight <clears throat> um, somewhere around there through um, to be live through all that. Now, I'm nuts enough that I'll do it. Um, <laughs> but for a lot of people, like if they're down under um, here in Australia, then that's going to be out of time zone for them. So whether that you can unlock so they can actually do that part of, uh, uh, see the recorded part of that tour, um over their weekend is also in advance of your weekend. You know so, what? See, you're influencing me right as we speak. We're looking <laughs> to make sure that our Australian attendees are... And also our, our European ones and South African ones and people yeah, like that as well. Everyone. Yeah. So yeah. those time zone things, if there's a way that we can... I, w I would do it to be part of... I would do it in in real time to be part of the the event yeah but if i you know it's sort of like when i get a link to a webinar that's been run already um so i can't answer questions and all the rest but i can see something that was recorded yesterday yeah um we'll do it. and because yeah it, that would be really cool especially for people from outside of um austin uh, or outside of the u.s time zone that would be it's really great to be talking to you because, of course, we've never done this before. So we, we haven't had this kind of global audience yeah. other than in person. So there's a lot of things we need to change and 
kind of evolve well, to make it work for the world. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the most exciting things. I mean, the um, the the Chamber of Commerce or whatever they call it for Austin should be so far behind you. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to advertise. If you do this and every year you'll probably do a virtual component after this. So then that's that's a massive showcase for Austin. Yeah. And it's for people that want to live in Austin. Um, it's a showcase beyond, like you can go to a real estate site and you'll see selected houses that are available. Go to this and you're going to see the, I suppose, the fabric of Austin's real architecture. Well, what's really interesting about this tour and the way that I pitched it to our members, the architects, so that they would submit their houses was nobody's going to, there's not going to be 5,000 people physically in the house. So they were able to tell their homeowners, you know, these are houses that would never have been on a physical tour. Yes. Do you think, and you don't. Um, Ernesto Cragnolino from Alter Studio he would not have let us into his home and and his home is on the tour. Krista, his wife, who works for Mel Lawrence. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. The two so of things them. like that. That's yeah. just like. Or Hugh Jefferson yeah. Randolph. It's his own no, house. His own home. Yeah. 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 That's the, I think that's the difference, isn't it? Because they don't even have to, um, well, they have to, you know, their home will be presented perfectly while they photographed and stuff and in fact I was there was something I was talking to Hugh about and um, he said actually they're doing my home this week they're they're coming and recording it I have to shout out to the homeowners and you know two of them are architects but the homeowners to allow they've allowed us to photograph do the walkthroughs do the videos there's been scouting so it's not like nobody has come in their house but, no, but 5,000 people walking through your house is a massive ask, that's a, a massive ask. ask, which is why it's a wonder that we can pull this tour off every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I totally agree. It's incredible that it, that's one of the logistics things that um, boggles my mind yeah. is you've got, say, I remember the Alter Studio house from last year and I remember, you know, talking to Matt Rising and, and Kevin there and we were talking about the value of the build and mm-hmm. just, you know, phenomenal. And you go, it's, it's they've, they've tucked themselves out privately, out in a spot, you know, they're not super public or anything. And all of a sudden you've got, you know, 5,000 people walking through their private home I know. Um, They're so generous. You know, that might be another reason why this tour works in Austin so well is because people are very generous with their private houses. So it's really. They are. They are. Anyway, I think it's phenomenal. I'm so looking forward to it. What we'll do is, um, is obviously put some constant stuff on our website from Talk Design and I will on my personal website as well, but talk design and um, keep pushing um, towards the ticket sales and all those kind of things. So um, that we're pushing it out there because I think it's an opportunity for any architect or any interior designer, any landscape designer Mm -hmm. um, and any, anybody who's a photographer, even like um, architectural photography, any of those people, they're going to get a feast from 
thing on the homes tour. And I imagine what will end up happening is, is at some point you will limit the number of ticket sales on the physical homes tour, mm-hmm. um, but you'll have a wide open ability to have a virtual homes tour. And you'll probably mix up homes, I imagine, in the future. There'll be some that'll be physical and there'll be some that'll be virtual. Because as you say, there's homes that otherwise you'd never get into. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's unusual that, you know, this is, in a way, it has forced us to be nimble and try something new and something, there are pieces of this that will carry forward. Absolutely brilliant. Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. That's so good. Um, what's happening in Austin architecture beyond the homes tour? You know, we were all really scared at first, thinking that everything was going to dry up. And for like a minute, it did. You know, everyone kind of paused. Took a breath took a breath and then started coming to Austin like crazy. So architects are very busy right now. There's a lot of work. It's great. I mean, (laughs) it's great that there's a lot of work. I think people really are rethinking what is a home? Mm -hmm. What am I going to be doing in my house? Like if you have kids, it's a school, it's a house. It's a gym, it's a church, it's an office. Can I have one of those in LA? Maybe not, but in Austin, you probably can. So they're coming. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Like one of the things, we, we, we had the same thing. It paused and then it took off. And we're very fortunate where I live because uh, the Sunshine Coast of Queensland is um, a beautiful destination and uh, we're only an hour and a half from a you know international airport. Gosh, um, go there we so have, badly. yeah, it, it, and we have Noosa kind of anchoring it at the top, and then we have it sort of filtering down to the commuter suburbs to Brisbane. And with that, it our actual airport here on the Sunshine Coast has gone international as well. But while with the pandemic, it's not flying anywhere. You know, there's mm-hmm. no flights coming in or out. Um, but we have a coast, we have hinterland, so that's like your hill country. So we have hill country, we have urban, and we have coastal land in the strip. And we're seeing massive upward pressure on real estate, people buying sight unseen from out of state. Just they're spending a million dollars to be here without being able to be here. Mm. Because they they go, I we've taught people that they can work from home, you know, like we've taught people that that can happen mm-hmm. and they're going, I don't want to do this from a city location anymore. I can do this from where I want to be, where I can surf and where I can um, use the beaches and where our population is only you know, 250, 300,000 people, mm-hmm. where I'm within touch of a major city um, just down the road, but I'm safely tucked away. Yeah. You know, we haven't... When I spoke of it being great for the residential architects who have a lot of work, that's, I mean, yes, it is great, but this pandemic has really done a number on Austin. It's, there's a lot of issues that our membership is working on, affordability and gentrification and all kinds of things that are very relevant Mm -hmm. to all of the problems and the pandemic's only kind of exacerbated them so yes there is work but there's also this 
very painful side of what's going on here. So yeah. trying to balance that AI Austin, we do a lot of advocacy yeah, and we work on all those issues. And then there's the home store, you know, it's yeah. one of the two sides. That's why we really tried to show um, a range of houses. So it's not, they're not all mansions like this. Yeah. Some of these are small additions or renovations to show that, you know, there's, there's many different situations and contexts and budgets that people have to work within. It's not just about having a big checkbook and open land. That's right. It's not just about mm. that. There's a lot. A, a house that springs to mind um, from last year was David Weber's house, that yeah. house that he did. Um, in the historic little home. What a great house, right? Phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal house. Um, and and you you talk about you know neighbourhoods and and working with the city ordinance and with the historic society and all the rest and doing something absolutely incredible with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very very clever. Very clever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Well, I'm going to post this um, soon, and uh, actually, we, we might do a, a follow up as well before the um, tour starts. And I, I will probably, um, I'm, I'm going to try and get uh, some sense from our marketing guys as to which way is the best way to keep pushing this out yeah. from the the podcast perspective. Um, and we will continue to talk to some Austin architects mm -hmm. as well, which would be really cool. And we will post all the links on the website on talkdesign.show. Um, right. We will post all the links to everything that Ingrid's just talked about. And we will have a link, obviously, directly to the ticket sales on there as well. So we'll get all that happening from now, basically, from the next week or so. Wonderful. Um, and then uh, we will maybe just um, have a couple more conversations along the way that we can drop some things in so that we're saying to the audience, you know, there's this, there's this, there's this. And uh, with our database, um, we will be able to send out stuff on that as well. well. We'll send it out directly. So people that are listening or haven't listened yet or discover this, um, there'll be plenty of opportunity for you to find out more. Um, and you can just, you can email Ingrid, I'm sure. We will have some details where you can get hold of her and we will have some details we can get hold of um, me or us at, at talkdesign.show and we will be able to, you know, flick you the information as well just um, so that you can experience Austin, Texas um, and experience the homes of it in a way that uh, will be pretty new, unique. Yeah. It'll be something that, you know, very, very unique. And some homes, as Ingrid says that, you'd never get through the door of otherwise. That's right. There's, these are very personal private spaces. Well, um, thank you so much, Adrian, for your interest in Austin, Texas. I love that, you know, during a pandemic, we can connect on a global. I even bought one of my hats to the oh studio gosh, this morning. <laughs> my well. Stetson roadie. Uh, one of them, I've got a few. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love this and I love making hat bands for them as well. Um, and uh, this hat band actually is um, a bandana from ACL. 
and uh, some, some, yeah, it's a, a piece of that and then some other stuff. And I love making up hat bands, um, yeah. just personalizing them with things that belong from my journeys and experiences. So yeah. it's fun. Ingrid, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I'll, I'll be in touch, obviously, with lots of stuff. Hi, this is Richard Petrie from the Architect Marketing Institute, and this is Richard's Magic Arrows. Clean, simple, sugar-free magic arrows that hit the mark for fast results. Let's fire a magic arrow into this week's problem. And this is the problem around roles that you take. Do you often find yourself playing the role of the humble servant where you feel the client has far more power than you do and therefore that's upsetting the ability for either your relationship to carry out the transaction or your ability to deliver great work? The role I find a lot of designers take is the role of a humble servant where you know, they'll do anything. They'll give free quotes. They'll give design ideas. They'll do all sorts of free appointments and meetings in order to get the job. The, the role of the humble servant or something similar to that is, is a really unhelpful role to take on. Now, the role I prefer that our clients take is the role of the coach. Now, a coach isn't going to tell everybody what they want to hear. The coach is going to tell them what they need to hear. And a coach might even say that up front. Is it okay if I tell you what you need to hear rather than what you want to hear? So you're no longer a humble servant. You no longer have to do anything for free. In fact, you take a certain amount of control over the situation. So as a coach, while you don't own the team, you don't own the project, it's up to the client to make the decision to go or to stop and the direction that the whole project goes in, once they make that decision, it's your job to deliver it. And the coach's job is to take that role and organize the team. Organize the team, organize the process, and make sure everybody's doing the things they need to be doing at the right time. Now that includes the client. The client is also a team member, so they get given. If you're the coach of the team, you are quite right to give the client their job description. Here's what you will do. Here's what you won't do. Here's how our team works. Here's how our team doesn't work. Here's how the process will go. Step one, two, three, four, five. It won't go any other way than that. It's a chance if the client isn't going to play ball and be part of a winning team, it's a chance for you to know that early on. Likewise, it's a chance to set the expectations for the client, make sure they're well behaved and make sure they know their job and they're prepared to play their role. You can define the role instead of them making up the role as they go along. Saves so much time and so much hassle when you play the role of the coach. Now, while these magic arrows are great for fast results, when you're ready to win better projects, earn higher fees from clients who value great design, I've got a free 90-minute training just for you. Go to archmarketing.org forward slash Talk design. Take your magic arrow and fire at will.